2: We're talking A's baseball this week on this Friday, March 25th, with Oakland A's reporter Jane Lee. Jane, uh, thanks very much for joining us. And, you know, we've kind of reached that time of the year when the final spots for rotation or roster spots are being decided. Uh, One of the names on the bubble right now, so to speak, is Felix Dubron. Uh, He's bounced around with some teams in various years now with the A's. Uh, A rough outing, though, last night on Thursday against the Rangers. Uh, Went four-plus, gave up seven runs, but prior to that, In four previous outings, he'd actually been quite good. So how much, uh, if any, did he hurt his chances for a spot in this rotation with his performance against Texas last night?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure Um, it it hurt him too much. I think um, he's been one of the better pitchers for this team this spring. Um, And it's really just, um, you know, not just for the A's, but around the Cactus League, it's been hard to evaluate pitchers. It was a lot warmer, drier here um, earlier than normal, and it's – it's having um, a big effect on pitching. Just you're not seeing um, good pitching performances around the league. And Felix is actually one of the few um, that was having results, seeing some success. CAs really like um, how his breaking ball is looking this spring. Um, So they know the stuff there. It was there again last night. Um, He put up three really good innings, ran into some trouble in the fourth, and things just kind of snowballed on him. But he has been really impressive, and obviously um, it's needed for him just being in the position he's in. Um, Now, the A's are still saying, you know, he's under consideration for a rotation spot. But, um, you know, I think it's pretty clear at this point with opening day so soon um, what their rotation will look like. Um, They do have Jesse Hahn, Kendall Graveman, and um, Chris Bassett behind Sonny Gray and, and Rich Hill. And... And Dubrat has always been kind of seen on the outside of that group, the, the sixth man, so to speak. And, um, of course, if there was an injury or something else um, unforeseen came up, he would, of course, be slotted into the rotation. But right now, um, it, it really seems like he's, he's fighting for a bullpen spot to be in there as a long man. Um, and, and whether the A's go into the season, um, you know, with the thinking that they they need an arm like that, they need a true long man, then he'll definitely be in there. Um, but it reversely affects um, a young guy like Ryan Dole, who has been nothing but um, superb this spring, was so great when he came up last September. And I know they'd like to start the season with Dole in the bullpen, but he also has options. Um, and you know, rosters fluctuate so much during the season that even if he didn't start the season in Oakland, I'm sure he'd be up very quickly. So um, right now, I would project DuBron to be in the bullpen, um, particularly if they want that, that long man in there and his performance this spring. Um, I mean, it really does warrant um, you know, consideration for that spot, even though it's been so tricky to evaluate pitchers.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And as we've seen, especially in recent years, uh, guys with that versatility are so valuable, guys that can relieve, guys that can start. Those are roles that Dubront has played uh, during his 10 years with both the Red Sox and the Cubs to begin his career. So to have that at the A's disposal can be very valuable. Uh, we'll see what becomes of him as uh, opening day approaches. And, uh, of course, uh, Jane, as we're speaking, in about an hour, hour and a half, the A's top-pitching prospect is going to be on the mound against the Angels. That is, of course, Sean Mania. It'll be his uh, fifth appearance of the spring, his third start. He's had a very solid spring. Uh, How has he looked so far this spring, and what do you think the future holds for him, at least the immediate
1: future?
0: Yeah, he's been really impressive. I mean, for a young guy coming into camp, um, and especially you know a new camp having been traded over here last year, um, it can be a little intimidating, a little scary for a guy. And Mania has just been just nothing but impressive. Not just with his performance, but um, the way he's handled himself. I mean, it looks like he's you know been there, done that um, in a good way, not a cocky way, but he just kind of carries himself with that that quiet confidence. Um, obviously. Carries a big presence being six foot seven and um, probably just at least another half a foot with that hair he's got. Um, so he's just you know he's been um, he's been good on the mound but also too just around the clubhouse I think um, he's he's really um, just kind of immersed himself very quickly into that clubhouse and you you know you like to see that especially considering, um, he is, you know, right on the outside. We talk about Dubront being that, that sixth guy. Well, Mania is the seventh guy, and um, I think everyone talks about teams needing at least seven guys going into the season, and um, more often than not, you know, teams not only end up using seven or two, seven guys in the rotation, but, you know, more, more along the lines of eight, nine, or ten um, just because of injuries and such. So um, I think it's been good to get um, a first hand look at Manaya um, and an extended look too. It's not like he was just here um, you know, in and out, sent back to the minors But I mean the fact that he's still around, still getting starts, um, that's huge for him. And a game like today is a it's a pretty good test. He's facing um an Angels lineup that includes you know Trout, Pujols, Calhoun, um and the Angels were also off yesterday. So a fresh Angels lineup um, He'll be extended, um, you know, at least seventy-five pitches. So a really good test for him, and another chance for the A's to get um, another look at him. But I think there's no question that, you know, he's done plenty this spring to kind of confirm what they already knew—that he's got just a ton of talent. And um, you know, who knows how things work out? Works out with the rotation this year. But um, you know, whenever he's needed, um, the A's will not be. Um, you know, scared to call on him. They, they never really take into consideration um, service time or, you know, waiting to call guys up because of the logistics involved with that. If they need him, they'll call him up. Um, so I I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in Oakland um, by the All Star break.
2: Yeah, I I would agree that uh, if we don't see him by that time, it'll be a it'll be a surprise uh, given the natural attrition that takes place with pitching staff during the course of any baseball season. We should see Sean Manaya in an A's uniform on a big league mount at some point uh, in the near future. Of course, the A's hoping that Manaya turns into another sunny gray one day. And a gray, not a great spring. I don't think it's, you know, too big of a cause for concern because it's, again, it's, it's spring training. You want to get out there, get your work in, just feel good. If the numbers aren't there, the numbers aren't there, and they're not right now for sunny gray. But one thing I want to get your feedback about is that one of the knocks on gray, I don't know if knock is the right word, but just, uh, one of the bugaboos, I guess, is that uh, he's never been a big strikeout guy. Now, he does induce very weak contact, and, and uh, he keeps his fielders busy, but uh, never been a guy that's put up big strikeout numbers And here in the spring, uh, 12 and two-thirds, eight Ks thus far. And even though, you know, his success has been undeniable as the unquestioned ace of this staff, are the strikeout numbers still something of a concern, or at this point do the A's just accept that this is who he is?
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any concerns for a guy like Sunny um, because he's so unique and and um, you know how he goes about things and it's kind of even you see him making some stuff up along the way. You know, you're watching him, it's like, wait, what piece is that? Um, and you you asked him about it after the game, he's like, oh, I just was messing with this. And I mean. You know, who can say, you know, a lot of pitchers don't even try to do stuff like that during spring training, let alone a regular season game. Um, But Sonny just always kind of has his game plan. Um, And, you know, whether the strikeouts are there or not, um, you know, I don't think he cares. Um, I do think it, you know, in some regard it does allow him maybe to get deeper into games than some other guys. That's one thing the A's can always rely on from Sonny is to get, those innings from him. Um and, and you see sometimes with strikeout guys, you know, you're only getting um, you know, five, six for Sunny on most um days is giving you at least seven. Um I think the majority of his starts last year he did do that. So I think, you know, the A's would rather look at it um from that perspective than the other way around. And of course Sunny obviously is is still finding some way to,
2: to probably get you out. Yeah, that's a great point. Like you said, uh, you know, strikeout pitchers, the, the double edged sword there is high pitch counts uh, in most cases. And Sonny Gray, rarely, rarely a problem. He gives you innings. He takes you deep in the game. So I think the A's are happy with that trade off for sure. Uh, Jane, as we come down the home stretch here, I know you spoke to Jared Parker the other day. He's now facing an unthinkable fourth elbow surgery. The guy's is just still 27 years old, still very young, had all this promise, uh, you know, not even uh, two, three years ago. But it seems like his attitude towards this entire ordeal is is so positive, considering just how badly his body has betrayed him. Just just kind of give your feedback on on talking to him and the road he faces ahead, and it's it's just uh, you, you can't help but feel so sorry for the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean everyone everyone feels awful for him, and um, you just can't help but sympathize, even though I don't think you know any of us around here have any idea what he's going through, um, and to Kind of sit with him and, and listen to him talk. I mean, he's, you know, he's definitely not outbeat, but I mean, he, he, the just the fact that he is staying positive, um, you know, I think he's just been through this so many times that for him, it's like, well, you know, what's another rehab? Um, and there's just never been any question in his mind that he's going to keep pitching. And I think that's a big part of it, too, is, you know, um, you see a lot of guys go through these things and Part of the reason, you know, maybe they can't stay positive or, or you know, upbeat or whatever, um, is just because you know they're looking so far down the line and you know they're thinking about their careers and whether to put it into it. Whereas Jared, Jared doesn't think that far. You know, he thinks um, just you know he takes it one day at a time. Um, as cliche as that does sound, we hear it all the time in But for Jared, it's so important. He's had to keep that mindset through each of his rehabs because he doesn't know what the next day is going to bring. I mean, his rehab this year was going along so well. And then, you know, one day it's, it's just halted yet again. Um, and so for him, I mean, he, I think, you know, it's easy for us to say, well, you know, why doesn't he think about just, just kind of calling it quits, um, you know, shut down the elbow, um, figure something else out. But for him, that's just, it's just not even in question. I mean, he's going to do this until he's told he can't, until his arm tells him he can. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the surgery goes. Um, it sounds like it's going to be pretty intricate and, and a lot of things involved in it, um, you know, and whether yet another UCL um, repair is needed, um, that remains to be seen, and also whether a repair of it can be done. Um, he's already had it done twice Um but there is a chance that it just can't be repaired. Um, I think Jared knows this. He he knows all that you know goes into this. He does his own research. Um, but at the same time, I think um, you know he uses a perspective that he's playing. He said the other day, you know, I'm playing a, a kids game. I'm a grown man, and I get to play a kids game. So things can always be worse, um, you know, whether it's in baseball or in life. Um, and for For a young guy, he's still just 27 to to see it that way. Um, You know, you really admire him for that. Um, You know, we're all sitting around and feeling so sorry for him, and, you know, he seems to kind of be the strongest, and I'm sure he has his tough days, um, maybe more so than the good days. But um, the attitude he keeps, um, I know, has been really inspiring for, you know, for all the guys around him, and he hasn't been around much. I think it's a little tough to be around the team, but... I know that um, when he is here, you know, he is, he appreciates the the support of his teammates, and that's really helped him along the way, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, if, if that guy can keep a positive attitude day to day, there's no excuse for the rest of us not to. Uh, we're all rooting for Jared Parker, uh, no doubt. Uh, Jane, we appreciate the knowledge, as always, on this Friday afternoon. That is age reporter Jane Lee joining us, and this is Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras Oakland A's.